This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now this is us live. Yeah, it works. Cool. Woohoo! Welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. Yo. You need to drink that espresso, man. Yo, Did you already drink I'm it? I'm so tired. I don't no idea why, because I'm like eight shots deep right now, and just still, I was sitting on the couch with Christy, just like. Grrr. Did you not sleep like yesterday, I previous sleep, day? Like yeah, I mean, I he has a baby. Yeah, but honestly, he doesn't. He doesn't, t- he doesn't negate for my sleep. My baby is like the weirdest. Angel well-behaved he sleeps 12 hours like it's this is very true i'm not having a hard time with the baby thank god um whatever all right do the intro what's up go ahead it's your turn it's it's your guest introduce <clears throat> all right well welcome back to the dj life podcast i already said that <clears throat> go okay so, sorry sorry Welcome back to the DJ Life Podcast. My name is Eric Massengill, a.k.a. the guy with the glasses that is substantially less popular than my co-host, Rick Weber. No? No? All right. Hey, Rick. All right. We are here with Mary Nisi, who is the owner of Toast and Jam DJs. Is it Toast and Jam DJs? Out of yeah. That is a sick Chica- name. Chicago, Illinois. You should see their... Uh, their graphic, really, just the whole thing, their whole brand. Toast and jam. I remember when I met her. Was it what show was that? Was That's that Marquee so cool. at the first? It was at Marquee. Marquee yeah. a couple years ago. Um, mm-hmm. I, You're wearing the shirt. Oh yeah, I am, huh? Um, uh-huh. Just the whole branding. I was like, that is like, it's like cute, clever, you know, like the whole, the whole thing. And now I'm like all, uh, I've I've taken a dive into their whole thing. <laughs> And yeah, so now Eric knows more about my business than pretty much anybody else under the sun right now. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, every aspect of their branding uh it shows in their email templates, in their email signatures, and their of course the colors and just across the board uh you know, check them out on Instagram. I tagged them in the post if you see it. But So uh, they're really good at marketing is what you're saying. A uh, universal marketing message across in I unison say, with their and yeah, yes, they are. Uh, you know, they have their niche. Is that as a niche? Is that a rude word? Yeah. That's not even rude. But yeah, they have their niche. Not a rude word. Um, and uh, I want to say a lot of the popular multi ops because they're a huge multi op. By the way, they're 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 quote unquote churning and burning lots of weddings. Not burning in a bad way, but they're doing a shitload of weddings. Uh, we're, we're setting them on fire. Yeah, but uh, uh, they're doing like a bunch. Fi- in, that, uh, in like that fire emoji kind <laughs> right, of way. Right, but not with lights. No lighting. We do have lighting now. We just have to oh. contract it out. Oh, okay. We All didn't right. finish so, the conversation. Right, yeah, right. We do. We'll, we'll probably finish that in a second. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the website right now. This is cool as shit. It's cool. I'm, it's, it's I'm glad you well did your done... research about me before I came on the show. Hey, well, we he had, what, <laughs> uh, four months to do it or something? <laughs> um, I, I don't research any of my guests. Oh, come on. 
It's actually yeah. probably a good thing because then you can be more fresh with the uh, yeah, no. with the question. Yeah, exactly. it's kind of like uh, the sales guy, the the person that does sales for Dow Oak in North Carolina. He always he'll get a Calendly link like we set up or whatever, and it'll be like Joe Schmo or Cal, whoever, whatever the name of the person is, and he'll find them on Facebook. And I'm like, nope. I know. I'm like, Graham, you cannot do that because you'll nope. pop up on their who you might know all of a sudden. And I'm like, Graham, they're seeing your face. Like, what the fuck? Quit doing that. But also, like, the thing, like, I, we had a, we had a big problem a couple of years ago where I had a DJ that, um, she, oh, there's my cat. Uh, oh. where she met with this couple and they were like having a great, you know, chemistry or whatever. Uh-huh. The meeting gets over with and they're like, yeah, we're going to hire you. And then she goes, the, the guy mentioned at the end of the, <clears throat> at the end of the meeting that he was a cop and she has like had some run-ins with law enforcement. Uh-huh. And so she, so she Googles the cop and it turns out he has a bunch of, uh, like um charges brought against him for police brutality okay and she's like i don't feel comfortable taking this gig this cop's been has been you know yeah uh, and i'm like i'm like just don't like first of all i feel like if you find any cop they're going to have they're gonna have something that yeah it's like the first thing anybody's gonna do is be like they they arrested me wrong or Mm -hmm. whatever Uh yeah uh and uh, and so every cop is probably going to have something against them. Like, don't Google your clients. Yeah. Like, just don't. Yeah, like, you ne- you never know what you're going to learn about them that's going to, like, piss you off or they've got – they fucked your ex-boyfriend or something. You never know. You never know. There could be any number oh, of things yeah. in there oh, that you yeah. don't want to, like, right. raffle up in a professional <laughs> situation. Um, Can I swear on this thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like crazy. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. we, we do that. We, um, we need a cuss counter. Yeah. 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 Um, so digital swear jar. Yeah. Yeah, Digital swear jar. Perfect. Um, uh, so just, I mean, we'll start just like, I know I gave a quick spiel about you, but, uh, you know, tell, tell us your deal. How'd you get into DJing? Uh, tell us your story. What's your story? My, my CD. Um, well, I, um, was raised in a house that had a lot of music in it. I've been a music dork since I was very young age I was the fifth of six kids and all my older brothers and sisters were like super into music and uh just liking music cool. or like playing it and being a musician both. or both but my my brother is actually a drummer he's a professional drummer to this day um my mom was in a Dixieland jazz band that toured through Europe twice okay uh yeah, L- yeah. Little, flex, little flex got it yeah. <laughs> um and uh but just music was always just on in my house and then um I, the, the, as the story goes, I got a mixtape when I was, when I was 10 that it, that had like, like really deep music on it. And I like listened to that tape and I it just it literally changed the trajectory of my life. What and so I got, deep? yeah, I just was like, I was went to rock shows and I was that, you know, punk kid that was always, uh, you know, going to shows and yeah. wearing weird band shirts or whatever. So then, um, I started DJing on an independent radio station here in Chicago that uh, that allowed community members to come in. Like, not it was it was at Loyola's University's uh, campus, but it wasn't Loyola's channel. So, uh, a bunch of us were uh, DJing on there, and I did the morning drive. And when you do the morning drive, people become kind of nuts, uh-huh. like, like rabidly into you. Okay. 
Oh, because and, uh, it's just like every single day on repeat, the same, and they like get used to you. Well, I was on Mondays. I was the Monday drive. So I was like the beginning of the week. I was, and I had a, a listener called the request line and asked if I would DJ their wedding. And I was like, yeah, how hard can that be? Uh-huh. I, I can, I can it's, do that. It's not hard. So I got, so I got a, and this is 2003. Okay. Just to give okay. you a, okay. this yeah. is a, a long ass time ago. I had a five disc changer and a disc man going into a two channel mixer. And I had like a shitty SM58 and I rolled up. I had a, I had a book of CDs that I was doing it out of uh-huh. and I DJed the whole thing and I left that wedding and I was like, this is the rest of my life. Like uh-huh. I, th- I got paid to do this. It was amazing. Like, and, uh, and so soon thereafter, I wound up getting a job here, uh, working, doing weddings for a, a company and um they needed help in the office so i started working in the office and djing weddings and i lasted for two seasons there and i was getting close to 30 and i was like i can't keep working for other people i'm like done with this and so i incorporated started toast and jam and here we are okay very cool um how many how many Cause you're a multi-op. How many DJs at toast is toast and jam up to what's your, well, give me some stats. How many, uh, well, uh, I, I had kind of a rough day cause I, I, one of my DJs quit today. Today. Uh, yeah, today. She's the third DJ in the, in the past month that's done a, my health is getting destroyed by wedding. My what? Like what did she say? Mental health. Oh, oh. like, I don't want to make fun of mental health, but like, yeah. I, I, by any stretch of imagination, I mean, I, I definitely have had my own mental health issues, uh-huh. but yeah. um, it just sucks to leave me in a lurch at the beginning of the worst part of the season. My uh, my argument for that, regardless of the, the mental health thing, I mean, it's real, of course, but like, mm-hmm. but you have to make money. This job mm-hmm. is the, I, I would consider it the easiest way to make a crap shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. In a short amount of time. And, and mm-hmm. fun. You know, it, and it's yeah. super fun. So, like, what's the alternative? You know, like I know, like I, only I, fans. I, 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 I but, well, I, agree with yeah, you. but like the alternative is gonna be a lot on your mental health if 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 it's work that's that's causing the stress. And I mean, you know, I don't know that oh, person's I, situation, but really, like, what the fuck? That's a great point, actually. I mean, I because it's true, you make a lot of money in a little amount of time. You know, like, would you rather work like? 10 hours in one day that kind of sucks or 40 hours spread over and make five less money. days. Yeah, exactly. If not, money. if not more than 40 hours. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, honestly. And for that reason, I'm not saying that mental health is not real, but if someone were to give me that reason, I would call them full of shit because of that, uh, breakdown. Cause there's no well, way they haven't thought of that. And here's the thing. This is our job. Like, you know, it, it's a, it is, I mean, at least, you know, if you care, it's a hard job, oh, you know, well, like I'm, if yeah. you are, you know, you get in there, you got drunk people, well, you've got like planners and other vendors up your ass and you've got you know, all the emotions and shit of all the family members and whatnot. And, and then you get then people start drinking yeah. and they start kind of verbally abusing you, you know, halfway. <laughs> like there's, right. there's definitely hard sides to it. You have a lot there's of female those... DJs too. And I would imagine yeah. it's more difficult for a female in that scenario. Yeah. Spe- yeah. yeah. I can see that. Too. Yeah. 
You got to deal with drunk guys, too. That's what I'm saying. Drunk Coming dudes. Coming up to you. Uh, and versus a female. Let's be real. Like, uh, yeah. they definitely say different. They have a different tone, I'm yep. sure. And I, I, and I have to imagine that guys get a different version of the drunk asshole. It still you fucking know, like, sucks. Like, don't. Yeah. They, it's not like we don't. You know, they're just fucking yeah. mean to us. You know. Yeah, they're not making you feel necessarily unsafe. Right. You know. Right. Like, right. We, yeah. They might in a fighting asshole. way. They might in a literal yeah. like abuse, like fuck you, like being mean yeah. to us way, but not in the same like sexual. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that context. Yeah. I was talking to another woman DJ a couple of days ago, and we were kind of talking about like the things we have to deal with that male DJs probably don't have to, and she was telling me that. Um, she had done a gig at the end of the night. She went to the guy to get him to pay her. And she's like, yeah, I just, I just need my money. And he's like, get on your knees. Holy sh- that's And I was like, see that like that is, that's that guy. You know what I mean? That's, there's no way that's out here left and right happening. Cause that dude should be in jail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not, I've never that's, that's even heard of that. That's a man that can't get a blowjob for just being and a you, fun, you, sexy guy. Right, and you could talk <laughs> shit about that dude all day, of course, of course. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one says that. And, you know, yeah, that's no, not no, a oh, common. But they do. I mean, they do. <laughs> but you need, you need crazy. to be like one of those sassy girls that comes up with a point like that, like you off need the top to be, of your head. You that's need to like, be one of those girls that pulls out fucking pepper spray and yeah. sets him straight. Well, <laughs> you know, like she told me that she carries a gun sometimes. That's I'm what like, I'm well, saying. Hey, she I, needs to. She'd be like, oh, what the fuck did you say? Like, there's just that's crazy to me. But just, and it's just, unfortunate that that's what it comes down to. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, God, my poor homie's out here just tr- saying the wrong thing as a drunk dumbass. About to get his ass shot. <laughs> but, but fuck you, dude. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I'm just trying to do it's my job. Really right. I know. I that's that insane. Sorry. I you didn't know, mean like, this completely sidetrack, but um, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, but it happens. And that's stuff that, like, male DJs just don't Yeah. Get. You know, she should try and uh, get paid before the event. That would have solved sure. the whole thing. <laughs> T- uh, tell her I got this person. system for her. Yeah. <laughs> You know I, what the real solution is? Everyone should automate just pay. Your, automate your DJP.com. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everyone should just pay Eric to solve their problems with. I don't automation. know, Eric. You're pretty good at solving problems. Um, I can be. Mary, I'm more interested. How is the growth in terms? When did you start toasting jams? And like when? Like how fast was the growth from like zero to however many DJs? zero to a hundred real quick? How so, how quick was the yeah? Real quick? I mean, like what was a, what was the struggles and all that? So first of all, it's toast and jam singular, uh, just toast. All right, all right, single toast and jam. People people they say get jams. that wrong and it's like they yeah, say jams. To be fair, uh, I've been working with Rick for years and he calls uh-huh. my company Dow Oaks. Yeah, and it's literally Aww. the most cringy. I'm like, I don't. It's not that, and I just don't ever. You're say not anything. the only one that says it. To, I'm I, not the only one. Oh, Everyone I, says it. I know. It. I know. I redirected the domain to my website because I figured people are looking for that They're domain. Probably are. Anyways. Anyway, oh, that's a really good idea. I didn't think about that, but I probably should buy Toast and Jam. It, yeah. If if it's just an S, it'll find it. You won't have to. Yeah. Um. So I started the company in 2005, when you guys were in preschool yeah and uh <laughs> third grade i okay i was 15 i was 15 <laughs> i'm man, a little older old man than Rick. Rick. um <laughs> and uh i when i started it i took all the money that i had which was i had like four thousand dollars to my name 
and the internet barely existed. I mean, it existed, but like it wasn't how everybody right. found everything back yeah. then. So I bought an ad in a, in a magazine, and that was like how you had to do it back then. What is um, a ma- what a magazine? What is so that? it's like a it's like a bound <laughs> rectangle of paper. Okay, and uh, and it's got ads for uh, for eat. You eat with it? Is it an eating utensil? You burn it for heat. Okay. All right. That's basically what you do. Yeah, uh, right. So I bought an ad in a in a magazine, and I got it in the first like in this. So I started the company in November. I got it in the spring edition of the of Brides Chicago, and it was like from the moment that ad went live, I because it looked different than every other ad. Like, I mean, you say my marketing is you know like it's so different from what uh-huh. even still to this day. I mean, a lot of ads are like black and white, like. Cool. You know, it all looks like Reservoir cool. Dogs, if you know that movie. Yes. Every DJ company <laughs> is trying to look just like Reservoir Dogs. And I'll say Joe Bunn. Joe Bunn's yeah. company, he's even taken that picture and yeah. said it, you know, and that's fine. You know, I, we all want to be Joe Bunn. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Don't like, we all? Yeah. Anyways. Yep. I'd follow that man into the gaping mouth of hell. He's there. super cool, I said too. It. Yeah, he's super cool. He's a good guy. Yep. I have nothing. I like. I like, don't have a bad word to say about. I him. know. I know. I used to hate him, but it was it I've, was just out of like a he's six. I don't really have a reason now because now I know yeah. him. But uh, yeah. Rick actually mended that. Now word. he's now he's using your template. So. Yeah, now he is. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but it was all just like black and white, or like a single rose. Uh, and you know, like, or a microphone, and it was just like classydjs.com, yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, and mine was like a piece of toast giving a speech and a jar of jam dancing, and like, you know, it was it looked it was like unique. fun, it was very unique and stood out. Well, and it's and I feel like you know, I, I, I do a lot of like business classes and whatever, and like one of the one of the I was in it, they were like going around there and like, what's what's what are the what are words that represent like what you want your company to be? And everybody was like, you know, like taken seriously, professionalism. And I was like, fun. And the woman was like, that's it. <laughs> you like totally broke out whenever you said whatever you said. I, I blanked out. Yeah, it, it it went silent. It was fun. I was looking if fun was the word. Okay. Everybody yeah. should be trying to have fun with their businesses. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> at any rate, my point is, is that that's what, like, mm. we're like we're supposed to be bringing fun to the event. So I wanted like our ads to represent fun, but not like a clown. Yeah. You know, not like children's party. Yeah. Um, and also it was, I mean, at that time it was all women. We, I didn't have any men working for me at the time. And so, well, that's a better that leads me into that is that I. When I got the ad going, I started getting more leads than I could handle. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went to the radio station and I um, there are these two women that were that had a show called Kate and Rachel's Old Style Show. Kate and Rachel, they were the first people I hired and I, I emailed them and I was like, hey, you guys, I'm Mary. I also have a show on the radio station, let's meet. And so I met with them at this bar called the Peach Lounge and it's not there anymore, but, uh, I walked and I realized I didn't know which one was Kate or which one was Rachel. And I like, had a whole conversation with them where I'm like, do you want to work for me? And they were like, what is it? And I explained it all to them. And they're like, yeah, we'll give it a go. And they, they still work for, for me to this day. Like they've been working for me for 18 yeah. years or however long I've had the business. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we, 
I got that ad. I started, I got Kate and Rachel on. I had some other people come on. I had my first dude, um, Dustin, who has also been working. Like he's my first dude and he's been with me. Like, I think I hired him like six months after I hired, hired Kate and Rachel. Nice. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, like from a business perspective, it was all, it was just, it was just growth. Like Scale. I never had any, like, I might have to turn the lights off conversations with, yeah. you know, like we've, it's always just been steadily growing. And, you know, one of the things that sets us apart from a lot of DJ companies, probably even yours is that like, you know, usually there's a sales team that like sells them on the company and then the DJ gets assigned later on. Yep. My DJs do all of the sales calls. Mm-hmm. They do all the meetings. They oh, keep all the notes. They do all of that, which was never a problem until the pandemic. Yep. Once the pandemic hit in, it's become a, yeah. that, that, that model has been a bit difficult, especially with all the DJs I'm bleeding right now. Right. <laughs> that, that was what um, pushed us to, to switch it. We used to do it more similar, at least to you, not completely, um, whatever, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the biggest problem, like for me, it's just finding people to work for me, which I know everybody has that same problem. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so hard to find people to, who are like are creative and able to read a floor and know a lot about music, but they're also like organized and can type in complete sentences and don't, you know, like, like wouldn't like get fucked up at the wedding. And, right. you know, like it was, it's finding people that understand all of that. And that's, that's like, that's the hardest thing for, it's just hard. Mm -hmm. It's even harder now. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten 10 times harder since 2020. I feel like at least. Um, So when we, so we started the, so everything was kind of chugging along and uh, then I, my biggest uh, setback was um, in 2013, I got audited um by the illinois department of employment security a organization within the state of illinois that i want to die in a fire mm-hmm. uh they're the ones who uh manage unemployment security like unemployment and um labor things mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh i had a dj that was working for me and like she just imploded like imploded and um I fired her and then she, I think she tried to file for unemployment. Uh And at the time, all my DJs were classified as independent contractors Uh and uh, 1099s. And uh, and everybody's a 1099. I I would reckon that probably your DJs are, are are your DJs 1099? Now they are. We used to be W2 and we switched to 1099. Interesting with the other direction. Yeah. Um, I'm all W2. And, you're you're all w2 i'm all w2 were they, yeah. all, were they always w2 yeah i've only had my company wow. for four years i was working That's for a company prior so i only got four djs right now i'm going to six next year were you a 1099 or w2 for them i was a 1099 for them okay um well smart good on you to come out of the gate as a as, as a w2 eric's so, actually the reason why i started w2 and then he switched off of w2 <laughs> it's a vibe i mean I, I you know i i everybody here was 1099 like i mean everybody who works in the wedding industry was 1099 so uh-huh. like i 
mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me that what I was doing was wrong. Right. So I get audited. And P.S. I was eight months pregnant when this happened. Ooh. Oh, wonderful. was yeah. horrible. Uh, yeah. And not to sound like not oh ho poo woo be, but I was like on my baby moon in Hawaii when I got the information that I was being audited. Uh-huh. So I'm like in Hawaii, eight months pregnant. Being and then I get a audited. fucking notification that I'm <laughs> yeah. getting audited. Yeah. Uh, and it was horrible. Like an audit, even though it's not, it wasn't a federal audit, like a ho- audit, it, it's so yeah. invasive. And the, the most fucked up thing about audits is that the auditor, while there are some guidelines they're working within, there's a lot of opinion. There's a lot of like, uh-huh. well, feel like it's this way. And it's like, well, but you know, like, you know, there's these 10 guidelines on things that classify you as an employee uh-huh. or as an independent contractor. And they were like, I occupied a gray area on a lot of them, but I was solidly in the black on most. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they decided at the end of the audit that I lost. And when you lose the audit, I was being audited for like 2010 or something like, and so you have to pay Back something taxes. like, four, but it's like 4% of the first $12,000 or something. Like it was, it wasn't very much uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, because I, cause I had a really, I had a very low percentage because nobody had ever filed for unemployment before. Uh-huh. So they, they, the percentage is based on how much you're potentially going to use the unemployment. This is a really fun, sexy topic. I'm but, um, listening closely. So I am too. Good. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, at the time when I got audited, I had like 12 DJs. And so like, it wasn't that bad. Like it was which I know that 12 DJs is a lot of people, uh-huh. but I have, I usually, I average between 20 and 25 DJs at a, like in general. Right. So at that time I was a bit small, I was a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole amount of money they wound up getting for me was like $3,000. It was like, cause it's like the unemployment is based off of like a percentage of the first chunk of money. Uh-huh. So what I wound up owing to the state was $3,000. Ask me how much money I spent in lawyers and my Oh account. God. I don't even want to know. $25,000. Oh, Why was that part so much? Oh, just because you had to, to fight? I had to, yeah, because I had to have a, I had to have my accountant deal, do all the audit stuff. Cause I gotcha. don't of course, right. know it. Right. Yeah. And then I had to retain a, a, a tax lawyer and a labor lawyer uh-huh. uh, to, to have to come, you know, to kind of answer to some of this stuff. Cause I mean, cause my, at the time my DJ had an, in, had a subcontract that they signed. Then they had um, these, these statements of work that they would sign for each individual gig to keep it as clean as I could. Uh-huh. And so at the end of that, I had to completely redo my contract. I had to retain like two different lawyers, like a contract lawyer and a labor lawyer to make sure that, and a tax lawyer for that one as, as well, to make that all solid too. Uh-huh. So that audit cost me, $25,000. The state of Illinois got three grand. Huh. Well, I you know, feel, it's like I, they did, honestly, they even, even though 28 grand, I feel like you came out pretty easy compared to some of the audit. I mean, an audit in, yeah. it, for anything, you know? Well, so here's the thing is that, so I get audited and then my lawyers and my, everybody was like, look, we're rewriting your contract. If you get audited again, you'll be fine. Like, don't, you won't have, it'll be fine. You, there's, there won't, there's nothing. Right. It'll be great. So we redo my contract. It'll be great. Keep him as 1099. I'm waiting for And this. then a year and a half later, I get audited again. <laughs> I was, I was wait, waiting for it. Wait, I have a question though. Was mm-hmm. it great? 
Was it a great audit? Was it great? He said it'll be great when you get audited again, if you get audited. And I wanted yeah, to know I, if he was lying. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. That liar. Oh, God. He lied. It was, Did you it sue was him? just as invasive. <laughs> and uh, and that, and, but I had, I had fired my first accountant on the oh. first audit because mm-hmm. he because he did he fucked up a lot of things and he also said some super sexist stuff to me and was like he i was like get on your I knees was, <laughs> he told me to get on my knees i was like what we're getting audited the, right now even if i was yeah. down this is not the time i'm like i'm like will there be loop will there be loop and uh oh and God. so i'm like my door's open um so uh so I get out of it the second time. I had a different accountant for this one, and this one went way smoother. Uh, and it was once again a situation where they, I mean, I think they wound up getting $5,000. Now, luckily, I didn't get penalties on either of these times. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I got audited the second time is because after 2008, when the right. recession Housing happened, yeah. all unemployment uh, coffers were basically drained because of that. And so they needed to re-up the their coffers so they had money in the bank for unemployment, uh, you know, for unemployment claims in the future. So they were going after businesses with independent contractors because the likelihood of there's someone being miscategorized is really high. Yeah. When you, and so they know, well, maybe not every time I go after an independent contractor, but it's likely that right. someone's miscategorized there. Right. It's like so that's what they keep going after small businesses. Well, that's so cool that, of them to do. Mm-hmm. Because we're the ones who can definitely shoulder that burden. Yeah, right. Uh, so after the second audit, I, I didn't. It, it didn't cost as much because I basically made the decision at the end of that. I'm like, I have to make everybody employees because I can't yeah. do this again. Yeah. Like, I mean, the amount of time it takes, and they, I mean, and they ask for everything. You have to pull up tax returns for the past seven years, receipts, copies of your fucking electric bill yeah like i mean so much of this stuff that just and you're just like i need to be getting ready for my wedding this weekend i can't i don't have the time to like mm-hmm. be fishing for a receipt for a mic cable i bought at radio shack in 2003 or yeah. whatever and so um i i had to make everybody 1099 and so at that point we were up to like 25 djs and so i had to hire I, well, at that time, I actually was a, it was weird. It was like the universe sends me things like things just kind of appear when I need them. Mm-hmm. And uh, not to sound like a total hippie, that did but sound I, very hippie. I, I will just say I got, that was very crunchy to say. <laughs> uh, I, I have been, I've been, I like to play with rocks and crystals okay. while I'm doing things. All right. Yeah. Um, Deodorant yeah, that's rock. who I am. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to put it in my bra. Okay. Uh, so, um, I got approached by a business coaching company that was, that was trying to, that they were fishing for, for clients. And I had never heard of business coaching. I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing. And and if Mm -hmm. there what, if I knew about it, I didn't think that I'd be a candidate for it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, my business is so small. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, when I think of business coaching, it's like fortune 500, like, you know, some old white guy with imposter syndrome needs somebody yeah. else to like, like tell him he's fine. entrepreneur type um, shit. Yeah. And so uh, I started working with this coach and like she came in, my books were a mess. Like, you know, I, 
I didn't have, I, I had everything we did was the same, but we didn't have it codified. We didn't have it like written down. It wasn't like if, if me or Dina or Dina, who was the person who was running the company at the time, mm -hmm. like if either of us were to die, half the business would go with it. Like we didn't like, there was no documentation any... or processes in place basically at this time, at that time it wasn't, it was like 2016 yeah. uh -huh. was, was when this happened. And so I got this coach and this company came in and they, her name is Carolyn Turner. She's an angel. Like she really whipped me into shape. And I was like, the thing I really need help with is, is turning my DJs into employees. And so she helped me get through that entire process of converting them to employees. And I had to, I want to get hiring. I, I got an, a payroll company and that had an HR element to it. And mm -hmm. so they helped me make like an employee handbook and, uh, you know, like how to make sure I'm not violating any labor laws, which like, you know, I mean, I've got a dirty mouth. I'm, you know, I just sort of say stuff like, I'm sure I have like sexually harassed half my employees in some capacity. In, but in a know. fun way, like Jesus. <laughs> in a fun, That's the motto, learning. right? It's the business. We're fun here. Yeah. <laughs> do, you remember uh, what, do you remember what that coaching company was? Small business growth partners. Oh, gotcha. I work with action. Uh, I got a business coach right now. They're through action coach. So I was curious. Yeah. There's, there's a, I feel like I've got, I'm on somebody's funnel. There's some DJ that does action coaches. Is it Eric Rhodes? No. I was, when we that's, were at Marquee, Eric, we were in that same room and we were like, there was a guy that was talking about action coaches, wasn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, Action Coach is were, like a national business or worldwide yeah. business coach one. Yeah. Do you like them? Yeah. She happens to just be like the number two in all of America. So oh. she's really freaking good. So. That's a large, that's a large. In their, in their organization. America's big. Yeah. In their organization, but she's I, number two. I'm a huge fan of, of business coaching. Like that is, I mean, it, it's, I it's think been the, so beneficial for me. I, I think it. it'd be beneficial for everybody. And mm -hmm. it, it's just a matter of figuring out like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think when you start a business, you think you are the only person who has the answers to your way of solving things. And you, you, you bootstrap all these things and they begin to work. And you're like, well, I made it and it works. I don't want to change it. Like this has to be the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. And when you get business coaching and they're able to kind of get you out of your own way and, kind of show you different ways to do things and mm -hmm. uh and just have another another ear that that's not on your that, i mean they are in your payroll but they're on their they're on your payroll to only like listen to you mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's cool <laughs> that is cool though um so the topic for tonight was the the word i learned from you is heteronormative oh and uh, you learned that from me? Yeah, I never. I don't see that type. I'll say just that that type of stuff is not mm -hmm. prevalent here. You know, like uh, and it exists. It exists, but it's not. I'm. It's got to be more prevalent where you're from, because because what you said is soon. So background, uh, background. Yeah. So Mary told me one time. Um, that basically when they had edited their their website and their all their stuff to be all inclusive uh 
that their business really took off. You know, it, like it, it was it was night and day. You can elaborate more on that than I yeah. can. Uh, so uh, in 2000, well, actually, I don't know what year it was. I think maybe 2010. Sure. Uh, civil unions were legalized in Illinois uh, so that what is, uh, gay people could marry okay. other people. It was just a civil union. It wasn't federally recognized, but it would be recognized in the state of Illinois and uh-huh. you could get benefits and whatnot for mm-hmm. spouses. Gotcha. And when that happened, I mean, prior to 2000, let's just say it was 2010. I'm pretty sure it was 2010. Uh, prior to 2010, uh, we did a we did a good handful of gay marriage, a gay wedding, so, uh-huh. you know, and it was, but it wasn't anything we actively went after. We were just, you know, we seemed like a gay friendly organization, and we and we were, and uh, but we did. It wasn't a ton of them, but we did enough of them that you know we, it was a part of our income stream. Uh-huh. And um, and then when civil unions got legalized, I took a look at our website and I'm like, Ew. all of our, our website's very heteronormative. It's like, it's centering a, a male, a, you know, a, a, a bride and a groom as the default uh, and the right one or whatever, you know, right, the way that right. you, you know, you, you look at it and you know, obviously we got a lot of gay business out of, you know, a lot of, a lot of gay couples hired us despite the fact that they weren't really being represented on our website, but that was probably just because we seemed like the most, uh, you were the gayest you know, company. You're the gayest <laughs> company. Um, and, uh, we're friends. And it's so, fine. It's funny. <laughs> Someone needs so, to cl- clip that. <laughs> Okay, we are pretty gay. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> I can handle it. Um, in a, but we're gay, like in a gay positive. Way. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, uh, so we, um, I went to the website and we stripped out the the words bride and groom from the website. So it all became the couple, the newlyweds, you know, mm-hmm. any any number we've ever said bride or groom and we made sure that in our images that we were putting of our clients up there that we were always going to have for like for every two straight couples there would be um either a non-straight couple or people of color um just to make sure that everybody can see themselves when they're looking at the website because people who are straight aren't going to notice that i didn't say bride or groom right Mm -hmm. but the gay couples will notice that right. and uh and or people that are non-binary or, or we, I mean, we've gone further than that now and now we do pronouns but at the time it was just we we purely just stripped out any heteronormative language and just made it all like across the board anybody who looks at our website can see themselves reflected in it mm-hmm. and prior to that we would we were averaging between like five like around 500 weddings a year and then after we did that, we went up to 700 and we've been at 700 weddings a year, like since, 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 yeah. since we made that change. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there might be some people who are, I mean, it sucks that there are people that would be against wanting to have more right. people, you know, like if you're like, I don't want gay people or, you know, like that sucks. And I don't even want to. Yeah. Don't even talk say, about it's, it. say it's okay that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But from a purely financial standpoint, and that's not the reason why we did it. I mean, we did it because we truly believe that marriage should be equal and available to anybody who wants it. Uh Uh, But by by 
your your bottom line is incredibly affected by changing these things. And it, right. and it's not only to appeal to to those to, to people that might identify that way. We when when we so uh we had a DJ that um that began uh that was like they I don't know if they, well, they don't work for me anymore. They they were began transitioning from began, they began transitioning. Uh-huh. And asked if we could put their pronouns on the website, and I was like, "Oh God, yes, yes!" <laughs> like I, I, I felt like dumb for not having already done that. Uh-huh. But, um, but when we put their pronouns up on there, we're like, well, "We should put everybody's because yeah. that way, you know." But and so we put everyone's pronouns up on the website, and the number of our of our like super straight, whatever clients are like, I love that your pronouns are up there because they want to see their own values reflected in the people that they're hiring. Uh-huh. So they know that their trans guests, their gay guests, their non-binary guests are going to feel seen and safe in at an event where we're going to be. Right. And so we actually changed, um, we, we try, it's not the easy, it's not because you know, some of the stuff gets ingrained in your head, but you know, we try to use inclusive language when we're addressing the room. So we try to not say ladies and gentlemen. We try to, I mean, I'll never forget one of the first things I did that sucked uh, was I was doing a, a wedding for two men and I was doing the introductions and I was like, all right, folks, let's bring in our bridal party. And I did the whole introductions uh-huh. and the planner came up to me after, after I got done with the introductions. He's like, he's like, they're not mad. And I'm like, what did I do? And he's uh-huh. like, you called it the bridal party. And is I'm like, not, I don't even understand. Actually, what do you mean? What is it called? Wedding party. The wet, wedding, wedding party. party. See, that's what I'm saying when it's like <laughs> it's not prevalent here. And I wouldn't even it would not even someone would tell me that. And I'd be like confused, you know? Yeah, I'm, um, it's, I mean, if it's a, bri- a bridal party has a bride in it, two dudes don't there's no bride. there. That makes sense. I, I just that's so weird. I mean, it's not uh-huh. weird but when no, you say it's it, not, but, but, it's, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, you didn't you, know that one. It's no. I've known that one for years. I mean, maybe it's just because I've done a lot of gay weddings. For some reason, I didn't even think, like, okay, I realize bride is the root word. Mm -hmm. It didn't click that that means female. I call people out on that all the time when they say bridal party. I'm like, you can't use bridal party anymore. I was just assuming that that was like a wedding party. It's the same thing, you know, and technically it is the same thing. I I follow. I don't know. I think wedding party sounds better personally too. Well, (laughs) it's funny because when I was writing your planning forms with Nora, um, she was dragging me through it, through this. I was like, cause I would be like, yeah. And, uh, example, Mr. And Miss John Doe. And she's like, she was like, you cannot say that. And I was like, I don't know how to like, I was like, you just tell me what to type. It really, you have, there's, and you realize how center, I mean, and, and, you know, we haven't, I mean, it's, it's not like gay people got invented in the last 30 years, but you know, it's, it's, you know, like straight people are the default, straight people, you know? And so it's, or it's not, I mean, we, we think of it as the default. It's, it's, it takes a while to kind of unlearn that stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you do that and then you kind of, I mean, I feel like I've been forced to do it because our we do have a very liberal clientele. We have a very, right, um, you know, progressive work. You know, everyone who works for me is we're we're all, you know, a bunch of hippies with crystals in our bras. 
speaking of. If you're even um, wearing a bra, come on. I mean. <laughs> like you do. I'm just kidding. All right. Like <laughs> next week after I get done with that camp. <laughs> oh, um, can we but, uh, uh, what, what were, can we back up for a second? Uh, yeah. You were saying pronouns. What are you talking about when you said pronouns? That. I, I might be so, done, but I'm just confused. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's, I, it's, so, I told you. Uh, I told you. So See, I, I'm aware. So it, I know, Eric, Eric said that to well, you. Well, you got put now. through the ringer already, so I have been. I'm, I'm I learning have a little been. bit. So, uh, so, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're assigned male at birth, if you really want to start nailing this thing down. So uh-huh. when you were bored because you got a penis and testicles, you were assigned a, a male uh-huh. d- a gender when you were born. Now, you might... Um, realize that you don't you've got some feminine stuff inside of you and you might realize like i don't know i don't like feel like i'm a guy i kind of feel like i am a woman sometimes and sometimes i feel like i'm neither of those things and so you know there's there's a there's 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 she there's he and then there's they the they pronouns so there's the people that that's why i have i have a a dj that doesn't identify as female or male they Mm -hmm. identify as non-binary so their pronouns are they there and so it's so by putting the pronouns on the website, so all of our websites and in our bios and on our cards, we have our pronouns on them so that our clients know how to properly identify us as like male or she, he, or they. Okay. Does that make sense at all? If, I, I, as if, I, as if you, this, if like, you instead of being like, I'm fucking a him, was like, I'm a she. And you like, or, to, to, or just whatever, something else. So what you're saying is basically just in general, in the description of each DJ, you you specify kind of he is a, or yep. okay. It's a, no, it's a, it says like it'll say like Dustin Dre's he him, so you know that when you're addressing him, oh, he wants so to go, he wants okay, okay, I'm following. Yeah, this. It's, so that it's so that when, it's so that when you're talking to them and addressing them, that you're referring to them as by their preferred pronouns. Gotcha. Because just that, because just that they might present as female or present as male, on the inside they might present differently, and so you want to make sure that you're not offending them. Or this is on your website, right? Feel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is all on your website. Yeah, because you I'm go to pro- our website and, go, and you look on the DJ's pages, they have their their pronouns are on. I will be doing bios. my deep dive after this. Instead yeah, of before and, this. and we have it in our. <laughs> you know, we have it on our. Um, this... You know, but. I've, I've taken over and what's great is how even like little kids like my son like kids now depending upon where they're being you know if if that's what the is you know one of the part of the value system of where they're being raised like the kids learn that at a very early age and they all know it so inside and out like like there was a, a kid that was over at our at our house a couple months ago and I their their little their their brother the the, the boy that was in their class have an old has an older sibling that identifies as non-binary and i referred to them as a she and they go oh no she's non-binary or they're like they're non-binary they're they're they they, there and they just like know it and it's so non-judgmental and it's so like i don't know i i think it's i think it's uh the the next generation is kinder and nicer people I used to make I, I used to make my friend ride in the Thank trunk you. of my car, even if there was an open seat in the car, mm-hmm. um, and I would always speed around corners because I we went yeah. to school in the country. Um, mm-hmm. I could see it being nice if kids are getting nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sitting over here like, where the hell are you going with this right now? 
No. <laughs> no, my example is that I was just creatively super fucking mean. That's um, that's what I was getting. I was like, what are you trying a good to get, friend what are you trying to get at here? Like, you took your friend and abused the shit out of him and beat him up. <laughs> he would, he would, when he asked for cigarettes, because we were all smoking cigarettes in high school yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but if he wanted a cigarette, oh, we God. would rip the filters off the cigarettes. No matter what, we, he would not receive a filter on the cigarette. Oh, my God. And it are became a thing. I talked to him. We were like good. Does we, he have like a secret hit list like that? <laughs> he's probably. Gonna, like, probably. He's like the guy in um, <laughs> was it? It's in a in in Billy Madison. Yeah. When when he calls up Steve Buscemi, and he's like, and he's like, "Hey man, I'm really sorry. What's some mean to you in high school?" He's like, "Oh gosh, thanks." And it was like he crosses off the list. <laughs> yeah, he crosses off the list. Yeah. <laughs> and then put on lipstick. Yeah, that's funny. Um. <laughs> But, uh, no, so, like, I, I will say, like, the, the whole uh, being all-inclusive on the website without, because there is kind of a rabbit hole of it, you know, like, like mm-hmm. you said, you eventually got to the pronouns thing, but for people who aren't in super liberal states, we'll just call it being all-inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, what you were saying from strictly a finance, regardless of your opinion, from a strictly financial standpoint... You're saying that because the counter argument. All right. So the counter argument could be that someone who is not cool with that would fuck say fuck you. All right. So that's the counter argument that you would lose okay. business virtually off of people that are not OK with it. Possibly. Um, mm-hmm. But you're saying that basically the pros outweigh the cons heavily because your business mm-hmm. went way up. So mm-hmm. assuming you lost 10 percent of your business based on people who are not cool with it, if they were. If they were, but you made up for that with, I can't do percentages with forty five percent, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I don't don't want to do a wedding for a guy who's going to be so mad about pronouns. That's not my point. I I understand, and that's not. It's it's your company values, of course not. But that would, I mean, that should never even come to light. And holy fuck, if it does. But that's not even my point. I'm just saying, strictly from a financial standpoint, the pro the. That community is large, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's they've much got a larger. lot of money. It's it's much larger it's than like secret the, money. <laughs> the opposite who people I'll call it maybe close minded. I'm taking opinion out, mm-hmm. but you get what I'm saying. That community is yeah. larger, and like you said, lots of money. It is a a, a fact that gay, gay people tend to have more money than straight. Um, and, Double income, no kids. And they're yeah. fucking cool with Lady Gaga still. Like they're the super so, laid back yeah. and chill. It's and cool. fun. It is fun to DJ gay weddings. Oh, you absolutely. Because absolutely, you know. And I, and the other thing, and I I kind of said this earlier on, but just to make it just to make it sure that everyone's really clear about this. Maybe you're maybe you are in deep red place. And you're like, I don't want to do a trans wedding or whatever. Okay, like it, that's one thing, but it's not just. The, the the marginalized groups that you're trying to appeal here to it's the people gen z they don't want to be doing they don't want to they don't want to spend their money on people who are outwardly bigoted they yep. don't want they don't want to give you know they don't want to support play they don't want they're going to probably have friends there that are out and right. proud and they don't want to think about their vendors well doing that... or saying or treating them in a way that the, let, let alone even working for said companies people who have those opinions nowadays even here people who aren't down with that 
are the minority for sure. Yeah. You know, like you better keep your mouth shut because you're going to yeah. get ripped a new one. If you're not cool with it, keep it to yourself kind of thing. You know, crazy yeah. just on our area. Um, we booked a couple, their weddings coming up, but they're, they're gay. And they were telling me when we were going through the booking process of how extremely like upset and tolling it, it it's been on them to try and find a venue that was acceptive. Mm-hmm. That's just so crazy to me. No, literally, they they yeah. said that they only found like three that were actually like open to them having their wedding at their facility. Oh, like people like the like the vendors were actually saying to them, "Sorry, we don't want you to." The, the venue, the do- venues in the area. Wow. Of like, uh, see, I yeah. see. All it would take is one Facebook post, and it would immediately go viral. Oh yeah. And that venue would be. Oh yeah. Just fucked. Like oh, it actually happened. Rip the there new was one. The, I can't remember what. The, there was some, I think there were efficients or maybe they were in a, a venue and they basically told a gay couple to fuck off, whatever, <laughs> it's long story short, you know, and it immediately went viral because the gay couple shredded them on mm-hmm. the internet, like whatever. Um, and it was like, cause it was a local Greensboro where, where we currently are. And it popped up in the Facebook group, like all the triad vendors stuff. And it was like a huge deal, you know? Um, and they like, you know, backtracked like crazy and they were like, I can't even remember. It was just a huge deal. See, Did they happen to retire? It could have gone both ways though, because there's all those other pieces like the, you know, the cake place in Denver that wouldn't make the cake for the gay couple. And, the, the woman in Kentucky that refused to approve the marriage licenses. Like there are some people that get like positive, like, well, I think they're they're, they're banking. They're capitalizing they're gonna... on the opposite. But uh, there can't be that many people that are like. I think they'll initially get like a huge push from like you know the vocal minority of bigoted people. They're gonna be like, I want to support this person because. But eventually, they can't. I, bet those, I... I mean, the reality though is there's only room for one because, like you said, there's just not that many of them. Now that one most likely will land all of that business and. You know, that's God, can you it. imagine if all your business was just like bigoted redneck? Well, I'm mean, so, and yet again, <laughs> uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to put, uh, think about this. All right. Sure. I'm so, sure you have a lot of people listening to this being like, I hate this woman. Jeez. Well, and uh, think about this. Okay. I depends how old they are. I have made more money off of DJ event planner than probably anyone to ever breathe. Right. Now, it is because of a, a niche market, right? I am the only person that you can go to for this. Now, yes, there might only be 3,000 potential customers in the world, but I'll get every single fucking one of them, you know? Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and that, and yes, I, I'm not saying I agree with that, but that is what they're trying to mm-hmm. you get you get sure. my point um, yeah they're trying to go so far like... into the to the extreme so, to capitalize on everyone that's there right they're like and just oh, roll well, with if, it. well if you know they might not have been down with it but they're like oh we're gonna lean into it because yeah. now we are the the anti-gay vendor which is terrible but terrible uh, it's also unsustainable like unsustain- they might be able to get people but i think that they're they're if you if you have that there's stance, a shelf you life there's well, that you're only... a niche you're a niche and yeah. there's a shelf life on all niches. That's just how it is, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, like the white evolves. 
the like <laughs> there's, like a, there's a shelf fucking light. white speakers. You there know. is a shelf what? Wait, what? Like buying white buying speakers. white speakers. It's a oh. fad. It's you a know, fad. Like it's everyone not... started doing it, and you know, because Joe Bun told everyone to go buy them, so everyone's sucking white white speaker dicks right now. But you know what I mean, like you know, what's funny, like I... no one ever really considered that, like the big guys didn't do that. What? Like, like SE, that the, all of the the big guys, they never went and got white speakers. They got some white speakers. Joe right. Bun's got white speakers. Well, that's yeah, Joe right. Bun. There's that's a, because Joe Bun has an affiliate it. link for white speakers. I you, feel like he's got Joe a little Bun deeper than that. White yeah. speakers. <laughs> right. First of all, saying white speakers so often makes me sound racist. Yeah, that, but, uh, but, uh, why they got to be white? I always comment white? that. That is always my comment: is why they got to be white. <laughs> People are like, what? Doing, I feel like Joe Bunn's doing the white speaker thing just to see how far his his, his tentacles go. Yeah, they, like, go they go how far. How many people can I talk into white speakers? White I speakers, you, white everything. I got very close to buying a pair of white EV30s, and then I was like... Don't do it. Don't do I it. Did, yeah, I bought black ones. Just don't do it. Don't go nice. down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, once you go black, though... <laughs> It's the word on the block. I didn't say it. Well, everyone just, started black. So. I'm just saying. I know. And it's just, I mean, it is what it is, you know. Also, I'm like a, I'm very clumsy. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, like, and so. You'd need the, a, the, a Mr. The, Clean Magic Eraser. It, you better have one in your pocket at all times. That's what times. they always post. to like, just the Mr. Clean. I'm like, I don't want to ever freaking touch my speaker to try and clean it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I've, like rolling I've, mine down dirty hills. Filthiest. Right. I don't want to think about <laughs> like the shit that is what on speakers my speakers. Do you use? Like they're so dirt. Well, no, my I just bought I bought a pair of EV fifties last year mm-hmm. to make up for the fact that the pandemic was ruining me. So just my speakers are retail, they're relatively retail new. therapy. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do all your DJs own their own speakers and gear and all that? Or yeah, yeah, okay. That's crazy, and you still W two them. You pay. Them I guess yeah. you have to. Oh, based I mean, on what you I said. I pay them pretty well. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. That's what I do. If they own their own gear, they make more money. If they don't own their own gear and need it, then okay, I got yeah. it. But we we basically I so when we hire new DJs, we I give them their first five gigs, they get to use my gear. Like so they get they so they have five gigs where they get to make all the money and they use my gear. Uh-huh. And then after that they have to pay to rent my gear. Right. <laughs> so oh. yep. So then, I, so then they're like, yeah, this is a terrible deal. And then they buy their own gear. <laughs> I like yeah. that strategy. Well, I might I mean, try that. <laughs> I, build, I, beard, I build gear rental on the flip now. Like the people that originally were W2s and whatnot, now that we've switched everything, they now build gear rental and are 1099. And the majority of the company just has their own shit and whatnot. But I have fucking eight. What do you charge for rental? Only $100. Oh. Yeah, it's not. I charge, I charge two hundred, so it's it's not like, it's not a lot of money, but it's a big chunk of money out of what I'm paying them. Yeah, well, the dudes, I'm I'm much more of a bro to to those guys because they've guys. been yeah, they've been with me forever. I wasn't. I'm not trying to like change it on. You know what I mean? Uh, it's really. I'm just. I don't know. It is what it is. But well, and I feel like with the core DJs, especially like my Kate, Rachel's, and Dustin's, like the ones that have been with me since I started the company, like they were there in the beginning when I was figuring everything out. Like they a would things for me. They formed relationships with vendors and stuff. Like I kind of feel like they 
helps me build the company. So I feel very good about giving them, you know, having them be at a higher level. Right. You know, yeah. Because, well, there's seniority. I mean, there, there yeah. should be at least. There's seniority maybe. and there's also talent too. Mm-hmm. The longer they've been doing it, most of the time, the better they are. And yeah. the more requests they get for said DJ. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's like, you know, like I, prior to the pandemic, I hadn't done a stranger's wedding in like four years. And now I'm like back in it. Cause I have to, you know, we DJs keep quitting or getting COVID <laughs> or whatever. And so now I'm working a lot more than I have. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm just like, Oh God, like, I don't know why I stopped doing this. This is actually like fun and fun. I'm good at it. Yep. I just wish they weren't on Saturday nights. Yeah. I yeah. think everybody the does. The only reason I don't take jobs myself or because on the days that we have gigs, if I if something goes wrong, like if someone, if a photo booth forgets a fucking thing yeah. or a screw falls out of a speaker, just yeah. anything, I'm the fireman to put out the fire. You know what How I mean? How are you putting up that fire? Not very. But if it happens... <laughs> Yeah. If, I mean, that's the thing is I, I hate having like the sword of Damocles hanging over my head every single weekend. That's like sort of, I, I like we never, like prior to the pandemic, I can count on one hand the number of times that we ever had to switch a DJ out. Three times. It's not even and, switching DJs out. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm just well, saying. Well, I know, but oh, okay. I'm talking about anything. Like I never had to swoop in and save the day. Really? Like you just need never. to buy better gear. It's the fo- it was it really was primarily the photo booths for us that yeah. that so, made me. Photo booths are the fucking. They're worst. the shittiest. Amen. God, if we're, I can, we've gotten a lot go better. Back. We have really come a, a long, long way, and now it's very rare. But if it is still the photo booths, if something were to go wrong, or yeah. it's just some dumbass that he was supposed to grab an extra speaker, and he's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. an hour away, and I forgot it." See, this but is like, this... like Christina. My, pro- I'm sorry, you, you try to talk, Rick, and I keep talking over you. No, you're good. You guys are good. Uh, Christina, my my photo booth, the woman who runs our photo booth, mm-hmm. like, like she, I didn't realize this. Like three months ago, she's like, she mentions to me offhand, like how many calls she got this past weekend about the photo booths, and I'm like, you get calls about the photo booths, and she's like, I get calls every single weekend, yeah, about sure the photo do. booths, I'm and sure. I'm like. Oh wait, we need to figure that out. It's like that's, that's, a, that's a problem. I can already tell you what <laughs> yeah. all your problems are without even hearing them, just because I—that's my life. It's you have problems yeah. with wireless connection because of printing. That's the number one problem, and then um, that's probably it. Honestly, that's probably the only reason. Didn't you switch the hardwire though? Uh, we have the option if Uh-oh. that happens. If the attendant is like, I, no matter what I fucking do, I can't get it to sync together and that just happens for no fucking reason and they've they've done the re- they've gone through the motions yeah. then you can just plug that bitch right into the fucking laptop and it just works how that i'll have to show you it's it's, it's a thing you can do it it's ethernet cord it's not but well no we it, do have it is our, depending our, on what it is it that's no, the no, windows no, no, no. but you our can do it with spe- printers are plugged into our laptops it's no, the, other it's way the around. relationship i'm talking about the ipad plugs into the laptop also it is literally wired from the iPad into the into the laptop and then the laptop into the printer. And it does not fuck up. Unless your printer jams, but that That's another that's problem. A what, whole nother. what input are you using? USB. What no, but like from the, the, the Wait, our iPad oh, is right, it has so, a thing that's plugged into the So your your laptop, right? The the print server thing that you use. What yeah. is it? What kind of laptop? 
HP Windows. dumb All right. stuff. So if you're using HPs, it's different because we use MacBook Airs, and that was a new. It made it a lot easier when we switched to Mac. Um, oh, really? Yeah. We, um, told, we were told we couldn't use Macs. I don't know. What? We need to talk about this, Eric. We need to figure this out. Yeah. But, you so know? with yours, you can you get a dongle that has a charger out and also has an Ethernet Cat5 out. And then you plug oh. the Cat5 into, into the, the laptop, laptop. And, then, and then it puts the, a wireless network through. Or a wired network through. Or in the case that your laptop doesn't have the Ethernet, you do the USB Ethernet. And that's how you would do it with an HP. Now, we can just literally plug the iPad directly into a MacBook and plug the MacBook directly in. And it'll even charge it, so it's super simple. It's like it... And Apple talks with Apple real well. Yeah. So we actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when you're just wireless... Um, cause we don't ever do that. That's like super rare. If they're in the mountains, like in the middle of fucking nowhere and there's no cell signal, that's when the sometimes has to be done. But ours communicate really well now because we're Apple across the board. We, um, I mean, I wanted to use Apple, but so do you, do you salsa booth? No, no, it's it all is, it's salsa irrelevant. is a whole nother. It, it's yeah, irrelevant. I have, it's not I have relevant. these hoot booths hoot? and we use curator hoot booth. Booth? I don't Hoot care. Booth. It doesn't. The thing is, is that the you, classic salsa one? Is that they no, call I don't it? have a salsa. I don't oh, have okay. a salsa. They they look like little pink lollipops. Like I had I had some special order. <laughs> oh, <the> okay. <laughs> but you use an iPad though, right? Yeah. So what if you, if you you're using an iPad, uh, I don't know anything about Curator, but if for any reason, I would be just blown away if you couldn't use a, a MacBook with it. That don't, that doesn't even make sense to me. Um, what salt? What 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 uh? What, what software are you using? Snap Pick. Um, it's what the is it? Snap Snap Pick. It's the other popular Curator and that are like the two top dogs. They just suck. I just, I, I they just, do. if I could they go back into a time machine, I would never have bought them. They do. You know, I was telling you about our backdrop situation. Whatever. Oh, we're going way yeah. over time. But either way, I'll tell you all about the photo booths whenever you want. I was just going to button and mention that uh, I went to possibly get into photo booths and then I asked Eric, can I just use yours? So, yeah. I just, so I just sub out his photo booths right. to let him handle That's it. some smart stuff there. It, it's, I regret. If I wasn't as deep as i was into it i would i would go back in time and be like no fuck you and, it, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's hilarious I, my operations well, manager just really wants me to like he's like let's just buy our own photo booths i'm like no we're not doing it Dude, i regret <laughs> well, it so hard it's like the one thing that i like i wish i wish that we didn't do printing mm. that's because like because i feel booth. like i mean when we, we don't use when we just do digital ones where it's just right because mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we you know I'm, you guys you could do the texting and this yeah. they've it's, got gifts and boomerangs and yeah. stuff on uh-huh. yours right yeah so like that's the cool thing is the gifts and the boomerangs like Some the strips just are stupid the, yeah, like i agree but fuck it whatever you know um we literally charge to get the printing the difference that it costs us it's not like i don't uh it's basically 300 bucks additional for the printer mm-hmm. 350 oh, 350 but um but that includes a little book and then but yeah. the it covers the labor and all the bullshit you know um that's it anyway. i fucking hate photo booths all right anyways yeah wrap this bitch up i got a baby <laughs> to put to sleep well, you showed up like two hours early anyway. I, know. So I was talking. trying to hang out. With yeah, I know, man. Yeah. Fiance. Fiance. Where yeah. are you? Where are you guys at? 
Greensboro, North Carolina. We're, but like, where's your where's your studio? Like, oh, my house. This is my house. Do you just like made a backdrop and you look cool? Uh, this is this it's is like a actually a spare room. bedroom. It's one of my it's one of my bedrooms that I just transformed, blacked out all the walls. Like behind your setup here, there's a there's a SZ so with monitors, so I can do filming there. There's a desk in the corner. It's like a streaming oh, wow. streaming studio. If we spun the camera around, there's like I a can, station. There, I can shoot. There's a video a on my YouTube channel that goes through the studio and what all's in it. Very cool. Yeah, and, and these things it's are better than squishy. my guest room. These things are squishy. And my cat. I like the cat. I miss. I like the cat. My cat. But anyways, <laughs> um, Mary, thanks so much. I learned a lot. Um, I think. Would you? You already knew I'm all this. I'm the one that wanted her to come on. I know. Fuck yeah. Great guest, Eric. Good job. <laughs> I Anyways, <laughs> uh, Mary, where can people find you on socials or whatnot if they want to uh, check you out? Well, there's a lot. There's a quite a few things. Uh, get me at Post and Jam DJs. Uh, I do have, like everybody else, an online course teaches DJs how to grow and scale their businesses okay. called Toast and Jam Lab. So you Ooh. can get on that. I didn't know about uh, I didn't know about This is interesting. Yeah. And then I am starting a consulting wing okay. to teach, to help small business owners with their businesses. So okay. if you felt like I was compelling at all. All right. It's at amerinisiproduction.com. All right. There we go. Three spots. Go find her. All right, guys. Without uh, Thank you guys for tuning in to the DJ Life Podcast once again. Uh, thanks to our guest, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Let me find where I click this button.